Welcome to The Best Job in South Dakota. I'm your host, Rebecca Blue. And I'm Chris Church. Our guest today is Amy Pravacek. She is a territory business manager for Zoetis, a global animal health company. I am really looking forward to this conversation. But before we get to that, Chris, let's check in. How are you doing? Well, I'm a little depressed. No. Got the winter blues? I got the winter blues. Mm. But there's a ray of hope. Oh, good. This weekend, February 2nd, Groundhog Day. <laughs> it is. So there's a chance. If Punxsutawney Phil does not see his shadow, winter could be over. Okay, time out. You, you do know that it's not really real, right? Time out correct. <laughs> as you know, I grew up in western Pennsylvania. Yeah. And as a young boy... I always had trouble distinguishing between real and imaginary friends. You know, I've alluded, I think, last episode to the jolly green giant who I thought was real. But Punxsutawney Phil is real. And I remember as a child waking up, is he going to see his shadow? And you'd go to school and talking about, it. yeah, winter's going to be over. Winter's not going to be over. Oh. Eventually, I did make my way to Punxsutawney. Oh, really? Oh, Yeah. Oh my gosh, what I'm tight with Phil. I've met <laughs> Phil. So so he's real. We know that. And he's never been wrong. Never. He's the prognosticator of all prognosticators when it comes to weather. And the experience at Punxsutawney, I got to tell you, up there on Gobbler's Knob, you'd believe it's real. <laughs> and 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 if you've seen the movie, it's way funnier. It's just <laughs> it's incredible. So I have my fingers crossed, and I'm ready to plant my garden, but all I need is the word from Phil. Well, I guess we will wait and see what we find out, but I guess if February reminds you of the groundhog, then March must remind you of your imaginary friend, the Easter Bunny? Imaginary? Well, who's bringing me all that chocolate and uh, dyed eggs? The Easter Bunny's real. Okay. I'll let you continue to think that. (laughs) Well, let's get back to our guest. As I mentioned before, our guest today is Amy Pravacek. Amy is a territory business manager for Zoetis, a global animal health company, where she enjoys working with cattle producers, veterinarians, and ag businesses in western South Dakota and northeast Wyoming. Amy is a South Dakota State University graduate, a well-known ag advocate, and a strong supporter and mentor of FFA and 4-H programs. She enjoys being involved in different ag organizations where she holds leadership positions, including past president of the South Dakota Women in Ag Organization and past vice president and treasurer of the Crook County Fair Board, as well as a supporter, educator, and promoter of the Beef to Schools program. Amy is also a graduate of the South Dakota Ag and Rural Leadership Program and is an active alumni member. Wow. Amy is doing so much. I know that she for sure has the best job in South Dakota. One, I'm in this job for, I'm going to say four months. It's going to be one month per season because I can imagine that it changes very much with each season. So I want to be out there with her, seeing what she's doing out in the field, out with reducers. And then, too, I wanted to see what she's doing in all these activities she's involved in, in 4-H, FFA, Women in Ag. I'm in, I'm in it for four months. How about you, Chris? Well, I don't know about the winter months. It's going to be a little rough, but I do think maybe I could go nine months in this job oh. because Amy gets out of the office. 
I know she has a company truck zipping around, maybe not zipping, but bouncing around on some of the roads to get out to the ranches in uh, western South Dakota and northeast Wyoming. Seeing those operations, getting to visit with all the ranchers, I'm I'm going nine months, nice. and then I'm going to take the winter off. There you go. Well, that sounds like a good break. So with that, let's get on to our guests. So hold on tight, and we'll be right back. And we're back with our guest, Amy Pravacek. Amy, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Well, I have been looking forward to this conversation so much because you are involved in so many aspects of ag, and I just can't wait to get to all of those. But let's start with your day job. For those listeners that are maybe not as familiar with Soetis, could you give us a little bit more detail about what the company is and does and what role you play as the territory business manager for the cattle division? Sure. So Zoetis is, I know it's kind of a a funny word when you say the word Zoetis, but it does have meaning. So the word Zoe is Greek and means life. So pertaining to life, which is a, a great example of what we do. So we are a world leading animal health company that creates and develops vaccines, feed additives, medicines, diagnostic tests for companion animals and livestock, which I work in the livestock side of things. So I get to work with cows every day. And (laughs) I like to tell people, you know, the, the old phrase or saying about do something you love and you never work a day in your life. I am so very fortunate that I get to do that with Zoetis. Now, Amy, given your career that you chose at Zoetis in the cow division, I suspect that maybe at a young age, you developed an affinity for livestock. Are my suspicions correct? Sure. I I don't know if there's a a young girl or a little girl on the planet that doesn't love animals, all animals. I think that's just something that we come by naturally. And and, and most little girls, when you ask them what they want to do or be, say a veterinarian. I, I mean, I know that comes up. Yeah, all the time with with little girls and young girls, they all want to be a veterinarian. It seems seems like or a teacher, right? Uh, I'm working on trying to get soil scientist added to that list, but <laughs> I might have a ways Perfect. to go. Um, and I know for my for myself, going into agronomy and soil science was not on my radar. Was a career with Zoetis always on yours? Not at all. No. Not at all. So initially, my my big plan and my big dream was to be an orthopedic surgeon. I wanted to do that. I loved human science. I loved everything about the human body. I wanted to start by being involved in sports medicine with rodeo because I love the livestock, love rodeo. That was my initial plan was to go to school, do sports medicine initially, and then further my career with orthopedic surgeon. I had high, high intentions, but then, you know, life happens, things change, new opportunities present themselves. Um, I was a single parent in college and decided that I couldn't be a college student that long to become an orthopedic surgeon. I needed to uh, get into the real world and and get a job. So I, I went to SDSU, go Jacks. I so I, I graduated from SDSU with uh, a bachelor's in science uh, with emphasis in sports medicine and a business and marketing minor. So I did have the business side of it as well. Um, I'll kind of fast forward. I, I ended up working for a diagnostic company out of Rapid City, which 
worked a lot with horses and racetracks. And so it was like x-rays, digital x-rays, things like that, which introduced me to companies like Zoetis and the pharmaceutical side of things. We would go to events like the AAEP, which is the American Association of Equine Practitioners. And of course, you'd be in these great big conference rooms with all these veterinarians and all these companies. And and I I see all these pharmaceutical companies and what they're doing. And I said, that's that's my job. That's that's what I want to be doing. <laughs> and working with cows and horses in the livestock industry. And then I just pursued it from there. So complete, complete change of gears from what I thought I would be doing when I went to college. <laughs> well, the one thing I like about your job is that you're not tied down to a desk. I suspect you spend a lot of days out in the field with ranchers, working with the health of their herds, etc. Can you tell us what a typical day is like out in the field? Sure. Yeah. So when people ask me about my office or if I have an office, I said, yes, it's my pickup. My, my pickup is my office space. So I get to drive around our beautiful state. I mean, how lucky am I, right? Yes. I get to drive around South Dakota and Wyoming and meet with ranchers and veterinarians and distributor reps and businesses that sell animal health products. And, you know, there are some days that look the same. There are other days that don't look the same at all. Uh, I get to work literally with the salt of the earth people every single day. Like my customers are the best people on the planet. And it's so much fun. Like I said, you know, you do something you love, you don't work a day in your life. So I literally get to drive around in my office and go to feed yards and beautiful ranches and vet clinics and dealerships and talk to them about the wonderful products that Zoetis has and work with them on their herd health, animal health programs. And it's just the best job ever. Well, I like when you say your office is your pickup truck, but why do I suspect that that pickup truck is like, it's a little bigger than the old Chevy love truck. I just have a feeling you got a bigger truck. (laughs) It is. It's not a little (laughs) tiny one, thankfully, because, you know, I have to have a lot of room for my office. (laughs) Right. And I have to always be prepared, of course, with Carhartts and muck boots and gloves and shovels and the whole nine yards, because I travel in very rural places, um, not on some of the nicest roads in some of those places. (laughs) So you have to always be prepared because most of those places also don't have cell service. Right. (laughs) Well, there, you've got everything ready to go. Fortunately for me, if I have a, a flat tire or an issue or something happens, I just so happen to know all the ranchers in the area. (laughs) Right. Very convenient. Now you can go exploring anywhere. That's perfect. That's perfect. That's right. Well, one thing, Amy, I I always love is watching the videos that you have on your Facebook page, um, particularly some of them when you're out working with cattle. And I just find them a great, like, real example of what it is like being out there. So let's move away from your day job now and get into that you and your husband also raise cattle. So that, I mean, that obviously is a full-time job itself too. So how do you manage taking on both of those aspects of your work life? 
and keep your head above water. Sure. Well, and you know, a lot of those videos too, we, there are days, you know, when Chris had asked about my, my day job, sometimes that involves working cattle, sometimes with customers, sometimes that means me being shoot side at a feed yard or a ranch and training them on, you know, maybe an implant gun and how to properly implant or different vaccines or taking tissue samples for genetic testing. So I can be shoot side and working cattle with my customers too. Um, as far as on our home base level, we are on a much smaller scale now than we used to be. So it's, it's more of just hobby now than what it used to be when we lived in winter. So it's, it's pretty easy to, to manage both. Well, I'm envious of that, that you have a nice manageable operation. Yeah. And, and a husband that does a lot of the work. <laughs> well, in addition to both of those things, you're also involved in a number of different ag organizations, including the South Dakota Women in Ag, where you are on the executive board and are also a past president. And in particular, one aspect of that that I love that you do and partake in is that you go out and you talk with the Road Scholars Group that travel through the Black Hills region. Could you tell us a little bit more about what in particular maybe that group is and what you're addressing with them? And also, this story is great, how you ever got hooked up with that group. Sure. Yeah, so the Road Scholars Organization is an educational travel program that their members pay to be members and they, they can pick different locations to travel to, but all of those locations include an educational aspect. So different presentations or um, meetings with different businesses, educational things on their, on their trips. So during Atlas, I'm sure every, everybody in our state and our world remembers Atlas, we were having our South Dakota Women in Ag Conference at KBRS in Keystone. Uh, most of us had made it in ahead of any of the, the weather, the storm. <clears throat> and of course, we ended up getting stuck there for a few days with Blizzard Atlas with no power, no electricity. And there happened to be a Road Scholars group there at the same time that was also stuck with South, South Dakota Women and Ag Group, which was great for them because when you're stuck in a place with rural women, course we all had shovels in our pickups we all had car hearts right. we all had all of the necessities so um we dug out a lot of cars kbrs is um, a seasonal business so they're not necessarily prepared for snow removal because they generally close during that time so um we did all the shoveling shoveled out cars charged people's cell phones and cars but you know, unfortunately, what was going on outside was very traumatic and devastating for our state and our industry. Um, we didn't know how bad it was being stuck in our own little world in, in KBRS. So we made the most of our time there. There was supposed to be a wedding at KBRS that weekend, which obviously didn't happen. So we got to eat and drink all the wedding party meal and beverages <laughs> and... <laughs> made the most of it. But in that time, we got to visiting with these um, participants from the Road Scholars. And the coordinator at that time asked if we would be willing to do a segment on the Black Hills tour 
on agriculture and ranching in South Dakota to their road scholars groups. And of course we said, yes, sign us up for every single one of them. So let's see Atlas. We just had the anniversary of Blizzard Atlas. So we have been doing it every summer since then. And honestly, it is one of my most favorite things that I do in the summer. I would do it every day if they came every day. So I go and I spend an hour with these groups talking about agriculture. I tell them from the get-go that I want it to be very informal. Like if they have questions or concerns that they want to ask about, I want them to ask. Let's talk about it. Um, I give them a very high-level overview of agriculture in South Dakota. And then they always have tons of questions. They are always such a great group. They're generally highly educated very inquisitive individuals from all over the world. And it's amazing how disconnected a lot of them are from agriculture and where their food comes from and their clothing and, and those different things. But one of, my, one of my favorite Road Scholars stories is, and this was only like the first or second time I met with the group. I had a gentleman come up to me afterwards and he said, you know, I quit eating red meat five years ago because... I was convinced that it was full of antibiotics and steroids and, and all these things that you hear about. And he said, after hearing you talk about it and what you do and educating me on it, he said, I'm going out in the Black Hills tonight to get the biggest steak I can get. <laughs> and I was like, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> but you know, the response we get, you know, after doing this for so many years, when I think I've I know all the questions that are going to be asked. I always get asked new questions, which is so awesome. And the response from them is so great. Their hour time is up. And then, of course, I got to get on a tour bus and go to their next thing. But they're, they're always wanting more and wanting to ask those questions. They all come up and visit with me afterwards. I had um, one gal in tears one time come up in tears and she's just in tears and she said, can I hug you? And I'm like, well, absolutely. You can hug me. And she's like, I, you just have no idea how much I appreciate this and respect all you do. And I had no idea, you know, the work and love and passion that goes into agriculture. And it's just, like I said, it's just so rewarding and so fun. And I love doing it. Yeah. And I think that's such a great thing that you're doing because it is so wonderful that one, they're open to hearing you and that they have these questions and just getting that out there and, and having that exchange. That's certainly the best way to help people understand ag as an industry. And oh, that's so cool. And you're a great person to be doing it too. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know, one of the things that we talk about in the industry a lot too, is, you know, we, we kind of preach to the choir you know, and it's, and it's hard. It's hard for us to reach consumers. And one of the things I tell these groups too is, you know, farmers and ranches are busy. You know, we don't have a lot of free time to go out and tell people about what we do and share our passion and, and talk about a, our day-to-day -day activities and what it takes to produce the steak or the hamburger that they're having. So it's, it's an opportunity where I can go do that for the industry with, with different consumers from all over the world that we normally don't reach. So I am willing to, to do that as much as possible. Now, Amy, correct me if I'm wrong, but you must have more than 24 hours in your day because <laughs> in addition to all this, you've also been a supporter and mentor for FFA and 4-H programs. And 
I'm envious of that, too, because it's really fun working with young, ambitious, enthusiastic achievers. So how much fun has that been? And I wonder, have you worked with participants who are now pursuing successful careers in agriculture? Maybe something close to home? Sure. Yeah, you know, I love working with FFA and the 4-H groups, and that's really something that Zoetis is behind as an organization, too. We, um, as a whole, do a lot to support the organizations and partner with them. And I, you know, locally do it across South Dakota and Wyoming as well and, and try to serve as a mentor for a lot of those kids and volunteer to, to participate in the FFA events as much as possible. And a lot of those kids, you know, are looking to pursue careers in agriculture, which is great. You know, we, there's, there's so many venues in agriculture and different things that you can do now that it's just such a great opportunity. And so I love working with those kids and helping them, you know, maybe with the interview process and applying for jobs and what those options are. And including one of those being my, my very own daughter who participated in 4-H and FFA all the way through high school. And she is now an agronomist with Agtegra in Eastern South Dakota. So very proud and very happy to see that she also pursued a career in agriculture and is doing something that she loves in an industry that we love too. Well, we have just highlighted the million ways that you're so involved in agriculture and out there advocating. And so I'm wondering what advice you'd give to women in ag that want to be more involved, whether that's through organizations or being an advocate for the industry. Sure. Um, just do it. You know, I know we're all busy. Everybody's busy on different levels. So, you know, be involved at the level that you can with the time that you have. You know, that involvement can look different for many different people, you know, whether that's sharing your story on social media and what you do every day. I know there are a lot of people that have really pursued that through all these social sites and videos and, you know, talking about agriculture. There are plenty of cattlemen, cattlewomen organizations that you can get involved in. If you're on the farm side, there's soybean, corn, different organizations that you can get involved in. You know, just do it at whatever capacity that you can and reach out to people like me or Rebecca, South Dakota Women in Ag. Uh, there's so many different ways that you can be involved in and support agriculture at the level that, that works for your life. Well, Amy, I appreciate your time. But there's one question I have to ask before we let you go. And I often ask people who've been around livestock about their favorite horse. But I'm going to throw a curveball here. Do you have a favorite cow? I do. I do have a favorite cow. And <laughs> she's so ugly. She's so ugly that she's adorable. <laughs> um, she... She is a, a cow that was, was raised as a bottle calf, and her name is Snoop. And like I said, she is probably the ugliest cow in our entire herd, and I love her to pieces, and she is just the best mom ever, so she can't ever leave. I'm like, she's here for life. <laughs> we will have her forever. Does she return your affection? She does, yeah. You know, when they're, when they're raised as a bottle calf, they're very nice. They're very, they're, um, they're kind of like pets when you raise them as a bottle calf. So like I said, she's so cute. She's, she's so, so ugly. She's cute, but she has a special place in my heart and always well. But I, I do. I have favorite everything, Chris. I have favorite horses. I have favorite calves. <laughs> I have 
<laughs> favorite boots. You know, I have lots well, of favorites. Well, I wasn't thinking about it, but maybe I need a cow. You do. <laughs> you do. And, you know, like I said, fortunately for me, I'm so very blessed that I get to work with lots of cows and everybody's different cow herds and get to experience their operations and what they do on a daily basis and help them keep their herds healthy. And it's just like the best marriage of both worlds. Well, Amy, thank you so much for your time today. We've learned so much. And again, you're so busy. We got to let you go because you're, you're just doing great work and great work with women in agriculture. So thank you for joining us today. Great. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Amy. Well, what a great conversation with Amy. My takeaway from this is get involved, right? We can make all of the difference. You look at Amy, for example. She's involved in South Dakota Women in Ag and out there talking with the Road Scholars. She's mentoring FFA and 4-H kids. Just think of those conversations. It just takes that one little spark or interest to spur somebody to take on a career in ag in the future or even just to have a different appreciation for it. So I'm going to say that. Let's all get more involved. Chris, how about you? What was your takeaway? Well, you know, I'm a lonely guy. So I, I often talk about, gee, I wish I had a horse for a best friend. Yeah. You know, but I don't have a horse. Then... We talked to a couple episodes ago, Michelle Grosek, remember? And I said, yeah. after talking to her, I decided I needed a turkey. <laughs> they don't really make a great friend. <laughs> but today, I think I need a cow. Yeah? Just It turns out they can be your best friend. Aww. You know, I really don't have enough land. I guess if I get a cow, I'm going to have to move. <laughs> Oh, well, a special thanks to Amy Pravacek for joining us today. And thank you to everyone for listening. We will be back in two weeks with our next episode. As always, you can listen to The Best Job in South Dakota at bestjobsd.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And until next time, all the best. <laughs>